This podcast is rated G for general audiences, all ages admitted. You're listening to Bearcast by ASF. Okay, here we are again. So. And that's today's topic on this podcast. What? Oh, of course. Let's try it like this. Not yet? How about like this? Hallo zusammen. Heute werden wir über Kommunikation sprechen. Всем привет. Сегодня мы поговорим о коммуникации. Ciao a tutti. Oggi parleremo di comunicazione. Bonjour a tous. Aujourd'hui, nous allons parler de la communication. Olá a todos. Hoje vamos falar sobre comunicação. Witam wszystkich. Dziś p o m a d a m y o komunikacji. Shalom lechulam. Hayom nedaber al tikshoret. Herkese merhaba. Bugün iletişim hakkında konuşacağız. Welcome everyone. Today we'll talk about communication. If we were looking for a simple dictionary definition, communication would, quite basically, be the act of giving, receiving, and sharing information. But communication is really much more than that. And for it to be effective, depends on many factors in order to be successful. Not just having a sender and a receiver. It's all about being able to share, understand, and being understood as best as possible. For the act itself, we need a sender, the intended message, which is that that we intend to communicate, a type of encoding, like language, for example, the communication channel or channels, whether they may be sounds, visual, or nonverbal, The receiver, of course. The decoding of such message, which is the way in which it is received and interpreted by the receiver. And feedback, which allows the source to monitor the responses or reaction of the receiver. In addition to that, we also have to take into account all the barriers and obstacles that we may find, plus the context. Some people like to say that it takes seven C's for a message to be clear. Clarity, correctness, conciseness, courtesy, concreteness, consideration, and completeness. But can we aspire to successfully do that every time? And even more, how many ways can we find to transmit our messages to whoever they may be intended for? Let's start by the most common form, language which is a method consisting of a structured and conventional way to communicate between people that share the same method by speech, writing, or gesture. Languages are something we, basically, inherit and are taught. But they didn't just appear from nowhere. Proto-languages, which are the origin of modern languages, are believed to have started some 150,000 years ago although writing is only a little bit over 6,000. Linguists think that there are, at least, 50 proto-languages, 
from which only three are believed to be the root of all modern languages. For example, English and Spanish come both from the one called Proto-Indo-European. Before the birth of literature, writing systems were only used for administrative purposes. The Greek alphabet, for example, was based upon the Phoenician, which they used only to keep inventories and track of commerce transactions through the Mediterranean region. But much older than writing systems based on letters or specific sounds, there are those in which symbols represent ideas, full names, concepts, and syllables. There is still a debate on whether it was the Mesopotamian civilization through a cuneiform system or the Egyptians through hieroglyphics, the first to invent a complete and effective writing system. But speaking or writing are not the only ways in which we try to have other people understand us. Art is also a form of communication, perhaps one of the most important. On episode 3, we talked a little bit about how music can be a channel in which we can convey all types of feelings, images, sensations or reflections. Painting, sculpture, architecture and dance also share this wordless means of addressing different subject matters. Literature still needs language to be transmitted, and theater combines language with other means of nonverbal communication. If those weren't enough, there is also body language. Even though there are specialists in decoding body language, whether it may be for psychological, marketing strategies, or any other use intended for manipulating others, it still comes from instinct and the unconscious mind, as much to send as to receive and we can instinctively and quite naturally feel and interpret what is going on with the person in front of us. For example, it would be really unwise to keep on babbling when our receiver is either frowning, yawning or getting restless. We don't need words to know that he, she or them are frustrated, bored or about to get really, really angry. And if we relate it to art, how about that daring stare of Michelangelo's David, looking across the field at the almost impossible task of defeating Goliath? Although to speak of this piece, we'd have to dive long through the artistic, cultural, political and philosophical aspects of this fantastic marble statue. In the future, we'll devote a full podcast just to it. Which is, by the way, another excellent excuse for meeting again soon. But let's make a small deviation and go to what really is troubling my mind. And that is, why are we, at this point in time in history, in spite of all our evolution and technological advancement, still not able to simply communicate with each other? Joseph Henrik, an American anthropologist and professor of human evolutionary biology at Harvard University, in his book, The Weirdest People in the World, in which weird stands for the Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic societies says that the values in which Europe thrived and thus modern America are culturally determined and specific rather than universal or natural. Many psychologists and philosophers believe we are mainly driven by thematic desires, in which reason is either blinded or guided by our irrational desires. But it's not really so much about what you want. Of course, everything you want or wish matters, but it's mainly because you feel you are entitled to have them satisfied, and you get angry and even resentful when they don't. 
To put it simply, we behave like impulsive, selfish, whimsical children most of our lives. But we are so advanced! Look! We can send texts and pictures and sound to the whole globe! At a certain point during the 1990s, everybody felt that the internet would be the ultimate tool that would bring the whole world together. All cultures would be able to finally share their richness, and an era of peace and understanding would arrive. But guess what? We turned it into another vehicle for our vanity. And quite a powerful one, if I may add. What was meant to be a tool for bringing us closer is the same that today helps us find, promote, and make a clear point on how different we are. Or feel we are. As we are all striving in different directions. In episode 2, we talked a little bit about how we've lost the ability to talk to other human beings. I mean, we can break down the steps of communication, we know exactly what to do to do it well, and still we can't. Is it just a matter of goodwill? I'm afraid today's ending doesn't seem like a happy one. But we always have the promise of tomorrow. Let's hang on to that. Catch you later. That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next episode.